you know, that just kind of wrapped things up. Uh, I finished up my road trip and you know, reviewed the, the contents. Uh, our world's going to become more complex. There's no doubt, and uh, the desire for simplicity requires two things. It requires engineering and it requires uh, money. And probably a third, uh, you know, you could say that engineering is uh, resource and planning and uh, and money is time. So it's a combination maybe of three things, money, time, and resource. But uh, simplicity is uh, is not uh, does not come cheaply. It, it, it requires a lot of thought. It requires uh, uh, teams to develop it, or individuals, or a individual. And uh, the end result is a, a better interface, a better way of doing things. And that's what we're talking about with machine learning. It's a better way of doing things. It's a better way of getting results that are comparable to the results that you would get with a, a human being expert. And, the, and that's really what uh, expert systems were, is that they they incorporated some of the behaviors, some of the rules, some of the preferences of a real-life expert. I remember when I won the uh, expert competition at college uh, that I had gone out and I had talked to uh, athletic uh, coaches. I had to call them up and I told them about my project I was working on in college and uh, we're making a prediction on who would win the Super Bowl and and I wanted to know about, you know, different attributes of football coaching and what they looked for and, uh, you know, whether they preferred a running game versus a passing game and, uh, you know, what would be the predicted outcome against a really good passing team versus a running team. So I had to build weighted tables uh, on these different characteristics uh, that the coaches were telling me were important. Based on what they said was important, I went out, looked at uh, newspapers, and I gathered statistics uh, from the newspaper uh, on previous wins between the different teams in the, in that would be lined up uh, in the Super Bowl for the playoff to the Super Bowl and uh, make a prediction who would make the final two to the Super Bowl based on the original teams and probabilities that the teams would, would win and then make a, a, a prediction on uh, based on uh, who would win uh, in the final Super Bowl. And I was the one that got it correct, San Francisco. And the reason that that, uh, San Francisco beat the Cowboys, according to the data, was because their pass completion ratios were higher. They they, uh, could move the football faster down the field. Uh, They had less injuries. There were some injuries uh, on the the Dallas Cowboys team that was affecting them, and those were weighted in. And then went and talked to a mathematician who was really good at game theory and uh, we uh, he, we did a uh, uh, an alpha variable 
that is kind of like said, you know, based on these variables, whether they would win or lose, based on the weighted table and on the, the values, and, and then there was a little alpha variable, and he understood statistics really well, and I was, uh, you know, a young math major, and I didn't understand statistics at all at that, at that time. So I had to rely completely on his expert knowledge of some equations, which I did, and and uh, tested them out, and they looked, it seemed to work properly, and I collected the data, and input the data into the system, and ran the algorithm, and made a prediction. And... Uh, was the only student to correctly predict who would win the Super Bowl. I uh, later tried to apply that to the stock market, did really well with my algorithm, but decided that trading on the stock market was wrong for me for a number of reasons, and uh, realized that you cannot always know in a system all the other systems that can be a part of it without you being aware of them. So because of the unknown factor, uh, the unpredictability of a math model, I abandoned it. And the truth of the matter was is I felt like you shouldn't earn money from doing nothing or without labor because it defies the law of economics. So because of that, if it is occurring, then it's probably some form of of uh, deception, and, and because of that element of deception, I, I didn't like it, so I was out. Rather, try to make my living uh, earning, creating things of value. But it was interesting to see you know, in complex systems, when you had lots of indicators and lots of uh, of uh, data collections, and the machines were trying to make decisions for buying and selling, um, that you could you could build uh, some determinism in a very chaotic system based on uh, rules. And sometimes, the more simple the rule, the better your outcome. Uh, because it, it it was flexible, and uh, I think that's going to be always the challenge for expert systems is that there will never be a complete set of rules. There will be some rules that seem to contradict other rules. There will be times where one rule is more important than another, and then there's some times where maybe you don't even need the rules. Um, because there's an element of randomness to it or an element of unpredictability. And so, you know, we we can't always, we can't honestly say that we can get, achieve 100% completeness. Uh, maybe the in the future the machines will start discovering more roles, and that's what the, you know, the promise of deep learning is, is that it will be analyzing more and more data and it will discover more roles that are hidden. And, that, and that's also true of some of the decisions that have been made in the past. You know, if the machine is making bad decisions, it could be also discovering these hidden rules that seem to contradict what 
policies were safe, that maybe there has been discrimination in some of the rules, and the machine is discriminating and based on, on some of the conclusions that's found in the data. And so those things will have to be proved out, and uh, that'll be difficult to determine, you know. Uh, and so just as I was saying last week, you know, one of the big challenges for machines when they start discovering things is they need to be able to explain themselves uh, to us and so that they, there needs to be a language in which they can explain how they came to their decision. So like if in the case with the banking where a banking is denied based on discriminatory rules of ethnicity or maybe age or gender, whatever those particular discriminating factors are, uh, they have to be explained and uh, revealed in a form that we can understand so that we can uh, uh, we can uh, accept the decision of the machine. So in conclusion, I would say we're in for some very exciting times where uh, mechanical automation is going to do a lot for us. We're going to be seeing more decisions that are being made by machines. We will question the decisions, and we may get the equivalent of compiler dumps, uh, but it'll be maybe four or five rules for making that decision. It could be thousands of rules. Uh, the usefulness of the conclusions may, or the methods for which the machine came to the conclusion may be useful or they may not. Just like some developers can receive, read through a stack uh, overflow trace and, and understand what was the root cause of an error, you know, we can also have something like that to help us understand how the machine made a decision, whether it be good or bad or a life or death decision, uh, of uh, and and be able to accept that decision.